I remember praying one last prayer, God, if there's a reason for my life, if there's any purpose for my life, please show me. You're going to have to show me now because I'm done living. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers and a real God. Now, we've been talking about mental illness and the mental anguish someone can go through to the point of wanting to commit suicide. Now, just so you know, this show is intended for a mature audience, so listener discretion is advised. In our last show, Millie Radosti told us how she was physically abused as she was growing up. She dealt with a lot of mental illness conditions such as bipolar and depression, borderline personality disorder, and psychotic episodes. She felt so numb inside from all the trauma from her hidden past that she started cutting herself to feel anything at all at the age of 14. She told us how she was in a mental institution for two months, and today she's going to share how faith in Christ helped her to get true healing in her heart and mind. Millie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Millie, I am so glad to have you on our show. As today, I know you have been healed in so many ways, but your past was really hard. Tell me, when you were committed to a mental hospital, how you felt that life was over for you when that happened. I remember the first time I walked into my first mental health institution. I say mental health institution because it sounds a little nicer, (laughs) even than mental hospital. And I'd made so many friends that I never wanted to like hurt their feelings for even people that are still currently going through treatment and different things because I really wanted to stigmatize the shame that comes with that. There's really nothing wrong with reaching out for help. Amen. And God can use even modern therapies and medicines. I really believe this. But the first time I walked into a mental health institution, first of all, I felt like there was always something wrong with me. And finally, they were going to find something, at least what was wrong with me. And then the second thing I felt was I am no longer a human anymore. I would never live life like any hopes and dreams that little girls have. I was not ever going to live those out. Wow. I remember thinking that I was just going to live like a mental kind of vegetable in a sense, you know, like the actual term. Like I wouldn't function anymore. Mm, wow. That is horrible. I understand that the doctors were doing everything they could to help you with all these diagnoses and the suicidal attempts. And as they were labeling you all these things, you were internalizing these things as your identity. Like you started to believe that you were just messed up, making suicidal thoughts even stronger. Is that how you felt? Yes, I did feel very messed up. I felt that I wanted to know everything that was wrong with me because all I could believe was that there were so many things wrong with me. In a sense, you know, the medical professionals are trying to help you. And back even like 10 years ago, this field was totally different than it is even now. But back then I was thinking, please just get to the root of what's wrong with me because all I could feed was that lie that there was so much wrong with me. I couldn't believe there was anything even good about me. Oh, gosh. And I understand that this climax to a moment where you plan to end it all by a drug that would be lethal if you took too much of it, you plan to down a whole bottle of it. Where were you emotionally and mentally in this moment? I had been going through all the motions. 
I was in the outpatient therapy 40 hours a week, which is most people's full-time jobs. And then on top of that, trying to work as a waitress, trying to continue with church, living in a group home, living on government assistance and feeling like I'm not any real valid piece of this world. Mm. I kept feeling like everything around me is like life support, like just keeping me breathing and there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. I wasn't making anyone's life better. And I wasn't doing anything for God. I felt all those things. And I remember praying one last prayer, God, if there's a reason for my life, if there's any purpose for my life, please show me. You're going to have to show me now because I'm done living, you know, like on life support. And so I had this bottle of pills and I took the bottle of pills and I passed out. And I don't even remember what happened after that. Mm. But my friend told me the next day. I woke up on my couch and I didn't know how I got there. I got back on the bus. The bus was outside. And my friend said, what happened to you? Because you passed out. You know, like we didn't even know what in the world. So we picked you up and put you on your couch when we got to your house. And I said, you know, please don't tell anyone what I'm about to tell you. And you know what happens when you ask someone not to tell anybody what you're about to tell them? They tell people. So, you know, I told them what had happened because to me, this was like an awakening. It wasn't like I just wanted to share my story. It was like, I don't understand this. I prayed a prayer and why am I still alive right now? That kind of questioning. And then they went to the nurse and I talked to the nurse and then they said, okay, well, you're off to the you know institution again. I said, fine, I'll go because I told them that God did this for me, you know? And I went and they took my blood and they went through the psych eval and that's all like protocol when you're about to go into another mental health institution. And they came back hours later after questioning me and questioning me and they said, are you sure you did this? And I said, yes. And I showed them proof. I showed them the bottle. I had the empty bottle in my purse. I had the witnesses, the friends that carried me in. The bus driver saw it and they said, you're lying. Not even the normal dose of that medication is in your bloodstream. And I cried because they accused me of lying. (laughs) I said, I'm not lying. Like, I have all the witnesses and everything else. And I'm like, I prayed a prayer, and I know now that God has a purpose for my life. And they're like, yeah, sure, go ahead. We're going to admit you now. And I'm like, that's fine. It was Resurrection Weekend. It was the last time I was ever in a mental health institution. And I was released early because, you know, at least they could tell professionally that I was convinced of what happened. But I know what happened, and I had witnesses, and the, not even the normal dose, which I was accountable for, of the pills were in my bloodstream. And so somehow, I didn't have medicine in my bloodstream anymore. Wow, this is amazing. I understand that this was the moment when it clicked, and your faith became real in Christ Jesus. And from that day forward, you have been set free from all these diagnoses and haven't had any psychotic episodes since. And the Lord has healed your mind and heart. Is that correct? That's right. Absolutely. Mm, Wow. What would you say to someone who knows maybe someone who's dealing with mental illness, or maybe they have it themselves, and they feel like giving up? Millie, what would you say to them? I would say to call out to God and ask Him to show you purpose for your life. There's so many hurting people in the world, even though you're hurting. God's called you to make a difference, to be His arms and His legs. And even though you feel disqualified and unworthy. He has called you worthy since before you were born. You know, Mm. he knit us together in our mother's womb. Like we are intricately planned. Even if we are labeled a mistake by our parents, we were never a mistake in the kingdom. And we all have a divine purpose. Just cry out to God. Wow. Millie, knowing that Christ truly brought healing for you brings so much hope for others. I am so glad God has transformed your heart and mind. Thank you so much for being on the show with us. Thank you for having me. Hang tight.
Let's dissect this a little more right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Well, I bet someone is wondering, how can someone with mental illness, I mean, someone who went to a mental institution, ever really get healing? Well, can someone who is told they'll never walk possibly walk again? I mean, I hear it happens. And I'm telling you, people with mental illness can get healing and can be set free from their mental illnesses. This is a fact revealed in ancient writings where it is written that God's peace, now listen to me, friend, God's peace will not only give you healing, it will keep you healed in your mind, your emotions, your mind, and your heart. Watch this. Here it says in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You see, the Bible shows us how to be set free from anxiety, worry, and the things that break us down mentally. I mean, if you think about it, mental illness is where we're ill in our mind and maybe even our emotions. The Bible shows us how to break free from these habits that are unhealthy for all of us, and it gives us an antidote. Now, what are those unhealthy habits? We all know that anxiety and worry, it's a big deal. It plagues people where they just sit there and like, have you ever done it? You just sit there and you're like, you worry, you worry, you worry, and you're like, is this going to come? Is this going to come? Or is this going to happen? Am I going to succeed? Am I going to fail? Like, it's just too much. And no wonder when Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 6, he says, do not worry. He doesn't say, try not to worry. He says, do not worry. Because worry is like a sin. It is not healthy for us. And so in Philippians, it says, be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious. That right there is a root to a lot of unhealthy mental illness. Because your mind starts like running in circles. It's like leaving the engine on in the garage. You're just going to leave it on there in the garage. Just let it, like, no, that's not good for the engine. You're just wasting. That's like you worrying. You're not going to get anywhere by sitting there worrying about the problem. Just try your hardest and trust in God. You see, that's the thing is that if you don't know God, you can't trust in God and you got to just trust in yourself. And that's a lot of pressure. That's going to break you down. But in the Bible, it says, but in everything by prayer and supplication, that means you're praying to God, you're trusting Him with thanksgiving. So instead of worrying, you're just thanking God. You're protecting yourself from that anxiety. And then look at this. What's the antidote? It's the peace of God. That though you can't scientifically understand it, 
It is the most powerful substance from heaven that can heal your mind. It can keep you healed. I tell you what, I've experienced this myself. I know it to be true. God can heal you and can guard your mind and heart from further damage. It happened for Millie Radosti and it can happen for you. But you need access to this peace and there's only one access to it. It is through the Prince of Peace and his name is Jesus. Yes, maybe you're a person and you're like, well, I'm not sure about Jesus. I tell you what, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He owns all the peace in the universe and he's here to give it to you. All you got to do is call out to him in a prayer. Say, Jesus, I want you in my life. I want this peace. I want this healing. Let's do it. Father God, I'm bringing my friend before you. We're coming before the throne room of heaven that was paid by the blood of Jesus Christ. We come before you. We ask you, Lord Jesus, to forgive us our sins. And we ask for this peace. We ask for your presence. We ask for the ability to be able to trust in you, to know that you are our God, that we are your children. We want to follow you all the days of our life. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.